Thanks to the people who have started leaving me text messages with the new feature. But remember, it's a one-way medium, so please include your email address or any other way of getting back in touch with you. Or, if you'd like to leave me voicemail, just go to the website at bookkeepermensch.com, scroll down a little bit on the main page, and leave me voicemail. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. Paul Rosenblum is a bookkeeper, not an accountant or a CPA. Although the information in this podcast comes from professionals, it's meant to give you enough knowledge about these subjects to have a meaningful dialogue with your tax preparer about bookkeeping and taxes. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Paul Rosenblum. In response to a request from a listener, Today, I'm going to focus on accounts payable. We all have our own version of accounts payable in our personal lives. If you have a credit card of any kind or a car loan or a mortgage on a house or an apartment, you are stuck with accounts payable. How do you personally handle your own debt? And you can answer that for yourself after you hear this entire episode. Most businesses have debt. There's an old saying in business, you have to borrow money to make money. But the trick is, how do you do that carefully? And how do you build the debt into making a profit for every job that you do? There are interest rates or finance charges that you have to deal with. And of course, there is cash flow to help you figure out how much money should be coming in and should be going out based on due dates in your accounting system. Do you borrow money just to fund a particular job that you're about to sign a contract on? There are actually two kinds of accounts payable. Vendor bills such as rent, subcontractors, leases on equipment, and any other actual bill that comes into your business. And the other kind of payable is what's known as credit card payables, a slight bookkeeping difference. Let's talk about startup expenses and credit card debt first. I've put together a small list of things to think about. Number one, when you start a business from the very beginning, usually the money in startup expenses comes from the owner or owners of the company that may not even exist yet. Even though there is no time frame in paying yourself back, this can be looked at as debt belonging to a company that has really no time frame to pay it back. Once the entity is made, either an LLC or a corporation, the amount of personal money spent on the company can be entered into the owner's equity accounts of the company and also entered in as startup expenses and other asset into the company's books. There are exceptions on the equity part, but that's another episode. This one is the easiest one to deal with in terms of debt. More on startup expenses in the very first episode of the series. If you've listened to it before, you might want to re-listen if you're in startup mode. Number two, if you have the kind of company which needs to purchase equipment even before you open, such as a medical practice, and you can't lease the equipment on a monthly basis, 
this can be a lot of money that has to be either put on credit cards or would involve taking out a loan from a bank or in some cases a funding company if a loan from a bank isn't possible since the company is new and doesn't have a credit rating yet. In some cases, you could take out a personal loan and then lend it to the company, but that loan would have to be paid back monthly to the bank from your personal account, hopefully funded by the company after it starts making money. Let's talk about a few examples of clients of mine in debt situations. One client started their business in 2015 and borrowed about a million dollars for the build-out with a projected opening date of June. They weren't able to open until August, so before they opened, they had to start paying the loan back at over $7,000 a month, which was not part of their original plan. So by the time they opened, they were already financially behind. Since the business didn't take off on the first day, they had to spend a lot of money using credit cards just to stay in business. At one point, they had seven credit cards, all with high balances owed, with at least 17% finance charges connected to each one. They were making minimum payments, so with the interest rate, the balances were staying the same or maybe going down just a tiny bit, even if they didn't use the cards, which was rare. They took out loans from funding companies or rapid advances to get them through the lean months just to pay bills and keep themselves in business. These funding companies automatically take daily payments out of your bank account at around, when it's all said and done, 21 to 22% interest of the total funding. And of course, The pandemic started four and a half years later, and they hadn't paid down much of the original debt, and they were really struggling. They were able to get grants and PPP, forgiven loans, and other more specialized grants for their particular business. I took a really deep look at their books in the middle of 2022 to try to come up with a plan to pay down the debt, and I made these suggestions. Call the credit card companies and see which ones could lower interest rates based on their hopefully on-time payments. If they say no, call again in two months and keep on it until they are able to lower interest rates. Apply for credit cards that have a promotional rate of 0% interest on balance transfers and then move as much of the balances as possible to a no-interest credit card pay that balance off, and then move more debt from the other credit cards into the no-interest credit card, and keep going until that 0% interest expires. Close as many credit cards as possible, even though they have balances. This way, they weren't able to charge any more on those credit cards. They would be able to just concentrate on paying them off. Break down the sales and expenses into daily numbers. I suggested that because I did, and there were many days a month that they were making less money than they were spending. There were days that they paid the entertainment talent, the extra security, social media, extra payroll, etc., more money than they were taking in. 
I suggested that they go through the cost of goods very carefully. Only purchase what you know you will sell quickly. You can always replenish if you run out of stock. The owners came up with excuses for how they couldn't do what I suggested, and they are still suffering financially today. In a company that has a lot of leases and no cost of goods sold, for one example, one has to look at the value of those leases. Do you really need every piece of machinery that you have? Can you go with another model, which might be cheaper until sales increase? Another philosophy with credit card debt is to go through all the credit cards and concentrate on the interest or finance charge rates, making minimum payments on all the credit cards monthly, but making as high a payment as you can on the one credit card with the highest interest rate will reduce the debt on the high interest credit card, hence lowering the amount of interest monthly, not necessarily the rate of interest. Always be looking for promotions from other credit card companies where you can save on the interest rate for a period of time, as already mentioned. This will help as well. If you are serious about paying off your credit card debt, don't use the credit cards for a few months, if at all possible. Use the money in the bank account. Pay the high interest credit card the highest amount that you can monthly and minimum payments on the others. Or you can make the highest payment on the credit card that you owe the most amount of money to, even though the interest rate might be lower than some others, as you pay that down, even though the interest rate is high, the actual debt goes down and the actual amount of interest goes down as well. You can also try and get a credit line at your bank and borrow against that to make large payments and bring the credit card debt down. Obviously, that doesn't help overall debt, but remember, the credit card finance charges are computed monthly, but the credit line interest is computed daily. If you take out $20,000 from a credit line account and pay it back five days later from sales, you only get charged five days of interest. Unlike a credit card, you get charged 30 days of interest when you get the next statement. It's more work and a lot of transferring from your checking to your credit line and back out again could almost be every other day, but that's one way of saving money and paying down debt in the long run. However, sometimes it just comes down to sales. One has to make enough money in sales to support the business. You don't want to live off credit cards and credit lines and loans forever. The goal is to make your business self-supporting. I have another client who's losing money every year, even though they have about $4 million a year in sales. The cost of goods sold account or COGS against the sales or revenue are good numbers, but they use the credit card for everything company expenses as well as personal expenses. The company pays for all expenses on the credit card. One year, it ended up being 
about $100,000 of personal expenses that the company paid for were put on the credit card. There were also many trips, which I was told were business trips. These trips included airfare, checking baggage at airports, hotels, rental cars, gas, and food. Are the sales that they're making when traveling really paying for the subcontractors, equipment, and the travel to get there and back? I'm not sure yet, but I will be looking at it sometime shortly. Job costing is always related to debt. If you are in the medical field, it's trickier because a majority of money is coming from insurance companies with a set amount of what they pay for a particular procedure. The medical office has to make sure that they are making enough money with copay, self-pay, and incoming medical insurance checks to still make a profit. And insurance companies don't pay quickly some of the time, so you might be waiting for money that's owed to you for a few months. The other kind of payables are vendor bills that you enter into your accounting system. Even if you are on a cash-based income tax method, accounting software lets you enter vendor bills on an accrual basis. By the way, credit card expenses are considered a cash basis. Each bill that you enter into the system has a bill date and a due date. If you enter both of them correctly, then you can run reports on what bills are due to get paid before they are overdue. You can then prioritize those bills in order of importance to keep your company going. If need be, you can pay a vendor bill with a credit card, and although it's still debt to you, at least the vendor is paid. Especially with a new business, cash flow is always an issue. You have a certain amount of cash come in every month and bills that need to get paid. The restaurant business, for one example, has about a four to a five year period until it's expected that the company will start to make a profit, unless you are very lucky. So be prepared to feed your own money into the new business or to take out loans or credit lines to help fund for a while, knowing that eventually the company will start making a profit. Try and get terms on as many vendors as possible so that you don't have to pay at the time of the purchase. If they don't give you a 30-day term, for an example, then try again in a month or two after you've done more business with them. Eventually, they will give you some credit terms, which makes things a bit easier in terms of your cash flow. With a new business, there's always debt. The trick is how to pay it back in an organized manner. It's obviously difficult to impossible for me to diagnose how to fix and pay the debt back without actually looking at numbers and looking at the books. But in this episode, I hope I have given you some ideas of what you yourself can look at. I'm not a certified financial advisor, as mentioned at the beginning of every episode. I am a bookkeeper. But knowing my clients' books as well as I do, because I'm in the weeds, I have helped many clients get through the enormous debt that accumulates as they open their own businesses. 
the accounts payable reports in most accounting software to run would be unpaid bills, accounts payable aging. This report has columns that are customizable that default is 30, 60, or 90 days overdue, as well as what bills are current in a summary format. Accounts payable detail, same columns, 30, 60, and 90 days overdue, and what's current, but sorted alphabetically by vendor, line item by line item. And a cash flow report. This report is accrual based. So if you're not entering customer invoices and vendor bills, the report won't really show you much. It's designed to show you how much money is expected to come in and out with the dates that you enter for the report. Please reach out if you would like a consultation about your debt or if you're looking for a bookkeeper. I will have some openings coming up for quality clients. And I know since you're listening to this podcast that you would be a quality client. Until next time, if I survive the September 15th extension deadline and the preparation for the October 15th extension deadline, I continue to be, I think, Paul Rosenblum.